Coming up, I've watched all three of the Cars movies, and yes, that does include Cars 3. And I want to talk a little bit about it in this episode of Dispod. Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin. In this episode, I am joined by nobody other than my two wonderful corgis, one of which is roaming around my feet right now, and that's why I'm kind of leaned a little forward if you're watching this. The other one's standing guard, watching out the window for any attackers while I record this episode. So you may hear the click, 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 click of their feet on my uh, wood floor or uh, the the occasional um whatever so i apologize but i am recording this at my house today because i got to uh saturday june 10th it is right now i got to see an advanced um screening of cars 3 as part of a disney parks blog meetup at disney springs today so it was really cool really awesome opportunity i got there um so i got to see it a week early um the only thing was i had never seen cars 2 so to get ready for this event that i knew i was going to I decided I was going to watch all three of the Cars movies. So last night I watched Cars, or yesterday I watched Cars, the first one, which I'd seen once before. Um, And then for the first time ever, I watched Cars 2 last night. Good Lord, that movie is garbage. Um, And then, so I had zero hopes for this movie. However, I'll tell you how I feel about that in just a little bit. So I want to talk a little bit about the movie Cars, or the franchise Cars in general, Um cars we had pixar films that all started you know the mainstream films with toy story bugs life toy story 2 monsters inc finding nemo the incredibles and then 2006 we got cars it was 11 years after toy story um it uh it directed by john lasseter um you know uh uh, also a screenplay with a story by him as well so john lasseter loves this and as you know he had a big hand in the uh the creation of Radiator Springs out in Disney's California Adventure, which, by the way, I have not seen these movies since I went to Radiator Springs in California, and I have to tell you, um, it's really, it's really something. If you are going out there, or if you've just been out there, um, watch the movie afterwards, or at least that part. I'm not going to tell anybody to watch these movies too much, but the spatial relativity of where everything is versus where you are there just bravo well well done you know i always thought it was a land i could appreciate without having seen like being really familiar with these movies but if you've seen them it's really well done honestly there's more to see in the land than there is in the movies but but either way so the first uh the first cars movies gave us such lovable characters i don't know i'm stretching that word a little bit but some pretty permanent staples in the the character family as far as disney character pixar characters go uh we got lightning mcqueen the main character of this franchise along with tomater amongst others um so the first film is a um i i, I want to just talk about those first two briefly i guess um I'd seen Cars once before, like I said. Um, It's not anything I'm going to, like, rave about. It was fine. It was okay. Um, As far as, like, Pixar movies go, Cars is actually the only movie that doesn't take place kind of within our reality. Like, Monsters, Inc., they have the doorways, and they come into our world because Boo is a human, and they exist. Um, You know, Inside Out's all inside of a human's head. The Good Dinosaur has a human kid. Um, Finding Dory, we know that there are humans in that. Toy Story, we all know there's humans that. Ratatouille, humans, all humans, 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 humans. The Incredibles, it's human-based. 
Cars is the only one that it's own. It's it's like its own little universe. Um, I th I feel like it requires an extra amount of suspension of disbelief for this reason. Um, not it doesn't really bother me so much in the first one as it does really in the second one. But there are things where it's like, oh, okay, well, how do they? How do they? There's a lot of things that are really based off of them being able to have hands. Like, how do they pump their gas? Also, what does gas do for them? Is it just like hydrating? Is it like water? I don't get how it works too much. And I don't want to think about it too much. It Those first two movies kind of open you up to really thinking about it. The third movie, you've just accepted it. We move on. Um, the first movie is The Little Heartwarming Tale. We introduce to a young Lightning McQueen. or He's kind of the hot shot in the racetrack about to win his first Piston Cup. Um, and, uh, he kind of, he kind of messes up the race a little bit. He's, he's too cocky. His tires blow out and, um, essentially he comes in a three-way tie with, um, him and, um, uh, goodness, I cannot remember the other character's name, but I will check it in a second. Um, but him and then the, the Dynaco, uh, spokesperson. And so essentially they have to go to, I believe it's California to, uh, break this tie and along the way lightning through a series of events ends up lost in the desert in this small town that's been bypassed by a highway he destroys the town he's got to fix the town before he leaves yada 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 meets friends befriends makes friends the real the big breakout in this movie was uh tomater everybody loved larry the cable guy as tomater and his funny but lovable kind of idiot shtick that he does but he's got a good heart and he's you know the the idiot savant i guess is a better word um i don't know though that's kind of that's kind of a lot um paul newman was the voice of doc hudson in this he's kind of the town mayor judge i don't know i I can't really remember but he's kind of the the official of this town so anyway it's you, you know the story you've seen cars um so there's that then the second one my god that movie i had never seen until last night that movie's terrible um it just it was it it did that thing where uh they they took the things that people liked and they just exploited it way too much. I the idea it, it it's another one written by directed by John Lasseter. John Lasseter written directed the first wrote and directed the first one. Excuse me, came up with the story. This third one's not the case and maybe that's why it's the best one, but I don't know. I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, my my dog, he might not agree. Um but anyway, so the second one, I just, I don't know. The plot is just so stupid. I hate movies that are all based around, um, uh, they're based around, uh, like miss, miss circum, miss happenstances or, 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 um, you just it, essentially people just not listening or communicating with each other and just all accidental. It just like, it's okay for a scene or two in a movie, but basing a whole movie around it. I hate that. So the whole idea is like, Tomater's mistaken for a secret agent in, um, well, he's in, I forget where they are, Japan or something, and where uh, Lightning's doing the Grand Prix, the World Grand Prix. There's just this whole secret agent plot and everything. I don't even care. Uh, so my big thing is I'd never seen this before, and every time you watch a new Pixar movie, I feel like I'm always taken back by how far the animation has advanced since the last one. And I know there's always a big thing they work on in each one of the films. And I think in the first Cars movies, it was about like light and texture and how like light reflects off of cars and stuff like that. I, I could be mistaken, but, um, 
Then you get to the second one, and I swear to God, the animation in the second one is worse than the first one. Uh, it is just like it is either exactly the same or it is less detailed. It just there was nothing in that movie that impressed me, and I really think it was came out. Um, uh, so it came out in two thousand eleven, I believe. Um, uh, two thousand eleven. Yeah, uh, that it 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 just must have been in the midst of that 3d craze like i know movies are all in 3d still but it just like the only thing i got from it was like the directions were more angular so clearly like meant to look more three-dimensional or something i i I don't know i don't know honestly um i'm gonna tell you right now you do not have to have seen cars 2 to cars 3 there is not even the breath of reference a single reference whatsoever to that movie um the, the the so um the late great Paul Newman was the voice of Doc Hudson who essentially becomes a mentor to Lightning McQueen in the end of the first movie. They acknowledge that he's passed on in the beginning of the second movie, and that's it. They move on. This third movie, it's a major plot point, and it's pretty much all about Lightning McQueen, um, kind of feeling that loss of his mentor, and you're just like where was this movie all along? Like, this should have been the second movie, you know? It just, clearly, they took that Tomato character and just ran with it, and it was just not, it was not great. Um, But I will tell you, this third movie is phenomenal. Also, I haven't seen these movies since I've been to California Adventure into Radiator Springs, uh, and if you've recently been there, go and watch at least a little piece of the first movie where he gets to Radiator Springs, because... Wow. The spatial relation of even just the little buildings is so close to that movie. It's just mind-blowing almost. Like, it's really, really well done. It's on that level of Diagon Alley immersion and just really cool. Something, like, you can appreciate without having seen the movies. However, if you watch them then afterwards, you're like, wow. They brought a this animated world to life. Um, bravo. Bravo. Um, so... Um, this newest movie, it kind of it's it, it. I I enjoy it because I always enjoy the 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 essential. The plot is that um, Lightning McQueen sets out to prove to a new generation of racers, racers that he's still the best race in the world. So it's essentially about someone who was who's in their prime and is starting to fade. So it's that whole like the 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 best sports player you know wins the end of the game you know and essentially he lightning refuses to be told when it's his time is over he wants to say when he's done um and so this whole movie is kind of about what starts to happen when we're aging past our prime and you know when do we when do we give up when do we retire you know how do we in so it draws parallels to doc hudson's story from the first movie because there was that um kind of he was upset with lightning because um you know doc had won a couple of the piston cups and he essentially said like after his accident that he um the game wasn't when he was ready to return to the game the game didn't want him so or the race uh excuse me but um, so this movie is kind of kind of all about that. You've seen the you've seen the teaser trailer where Lightning's tire uh, blows out and he flips over and yeah, it's pretty traumatizing in the movie too. But I'm going to tell you right off the back, the animation in this film is phenomenal. Um, the track you can see like the little bits of rubber on the track. You can see the grain. There are moments in this film where it looks almost photorealistic. Um, especially there is a uh, 
Lightning watches an old film reel of Doc Hudson of that crash, and my God, I don't know if it was actually animated. I think it might have been filmed with real cars, and then they added like the car, like the eyes and everything to it after the fact because I, it looked distinctly different. They did a really good job of making it. You know, it's an old film, so it looks different. But like, wow, this, that one scene alone, I was just blown away by the animation in that. And there's also a really cool shot. It's just really short, really later in the movie where it like goes by this water and the wind is rippling off the water. And I'm just like, wow, they've come a long way with the animation in this. And it's weird because the, the worst part of the movie is Lightning McQueen's animation because he still has got to look like Lightning McQueen. But they give him a nice little coat, uh, like a suit at one point that goes over it. And that kind of play on his coloring and the light looks really interesting. But um Honestly, I feel like they should just stop the movies here, um, go out on this high note, because this movie is, it's good. It's, it's, it, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that I'm going to, like, buy it when it comes out or anything like that, but um, it's, it's got a really good, it's got a, it's got a good score. Um, you know, those Pixar movies, they always get you in the music. They really do. If you haven't seen the Pixar Live show at Hollywood Studios, check that out if you're ever in town. Well, it's still going on, but um, this movie was not directed by John Lasseter like the last two. Um, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, This one was, where are we here? This one was directed by Brian Fee and um, also the story. Yeah, there's, there's no real credit to John Lasseter for story or screenplay or anything in here, so... I know he loves the Cars movies, but this guy did a great job. So um, I'm going to read you the plot of the movie real quick. I know I said a little bit of it, so um, I'm going to read it from Wikipedia here because they condense it a little better. Um, after losing his uh, racing title to Jackson Storm, who uh, is voiced by Army Hammer, who did a great job as this character, um, along with a new generation of high-tech racers, many begin questioning if the famous Lightning McQueen will retire after he endures a terrible crash. McQueen's sponsor, Rusty's, uh, you remember the two guys from who have sponsored him through all the movies, um, is bought by Sterling, played by the wonderful Nathan Fillion, um, who wants to turn him into a racing brand. Lightning asks for a chance to race in the Florida 500 and begins to train with his race technician, Cruz Ramirez, um, who's always had her own racing dreams. So that's the really basis plot. The character of Cruz Ramirez is one of the best in the series. It's just a really good character, Um, a good female. Nice to see, like, the Hispanic... I mean, it's a car. I guess it can't be Hispanic. But, like, you know, Hispanic kind of background. I don't know. I don't want to say background. I feel like I've ruined it now by saying Hispanic. But whatever. I I really enjoyed this character is what I'm I'm really trying to say. Um, uh, Cristela Alonso did the voice. um, And she did a really, really good job. Uh, And um, she – I was trying to see if she just had anything notable, but um, just a bunch of stuff. I guess she's a stand-up comedian, but she did a really good job. Um, there's a really good story in here. Um, they did a really nice. It was. It feels like a little bit of a love letter to Paul Newman, uh, or, or at least his character, because um, they're like. Doc Hudson is very, like, present emotionally in this movie, and essentially, like, Lightning, uh, through a series of events, sets out to try and find the man who trained Doc Hudson, and then, you know, the events of the series kind of ravel through, you know, unravel through that, as it were, but, um... I I don't want to give too much away, because there is a lot of really fun stuff in this movie, um... I'm I'm gonna say I, I definitely recommend it, 
Um, you know, if you're you're pretty much one of those people that goes to see Pixar movies or you feel burned after the second one, just ignore the second one. You don't need to see it. You don't need to see it. Um, I'm going to say one uh, some things I really enjoyed about it. One, Tomater, not in the movie very much at all. He's in the movie the amount he should be in the movie. He doesn't come along for the journey at all, but Lightning calls back to Radiator Springs and they have a conversation and he's like in the pit crew toward the end and he's in the beginning. So he's in there an appropriate amount as much as any of the character should be this movie is about lightning it is about lightning's journey as a uh as an aging race race car driver as an aging celebrity and what what is he going to do to move past that what is he going to do um you know how is he going to be emotionally fulfilled um and it was it was a good it's good it's good what happens um I'm not saying there's any like major twists. I will say another thing that's interesting, and this this might be a minor spoiler, so maybe not listen, but I'm not going to specify. But there's not really a villain in this movie. Um, like Jackson Storm, the Army Hammer, hammer car you've seen in the preview, who like races on the simulator and stuff. He's not really a villain. He is. Um, he's just kind of pompous he's essentially like kind of how lightning mcqueen was in the first movie before he stopped in radiator springs he just wants to make the old people feel like they're not wanted because he wants to get in their head and mess with them and it's just like there's no real like oh somebody's out here like and i i have to say like i i i thought that was actually really refreshing and very interesting because you know, is the real villain of the film, you know, your own self-doubt, you know, because we've, we've, you know, we've, as we all age, we all go through this thing. Anybody who's, you know, in a, over 21 has probably felt this thing where they're like, I can't, you know, when you've got something you love that you can't do forever, um, it just, it, every, it's a very relatable story. And, uh, you know, I think our own doubts, I think Lightning McQueen's own doubts are really the villain about how he feels about himself or his disbelief in himself or his frustration with the training. Like, so I don't know that that's interesting, but so there is a throwback to the first movie too, because, um, uh, also Guido and Luigi are my favorite characters. I'm just going to say that, but, um, they always are. Uh, there is, I'm sorry. Oh, Carrie Washington was a character in this. Ah, there's a, there's a TV show, uh, statistic. So the idea is that all the new, the new, these like new generation of, uh, race cars are all about statistics, like drag and, uh, you know, the wind speed and all this, all these things. And they train off of that sort of stuff. And there is a, there's a character, uh, Natalie Certain, and she's the uh, statistical analyst and Carrie Washington. I didn't know that. Um, there's always like voices in these movies where you hear and you're like, this voice is familiar, but I'm not hundred percent sure who it is. Um, so obviously, um, uh, George Carlin, who was in the first movie, who was Fillmore, he passed away. So his voice was replaced. However, um, the character of, uh, I, I, I can't even find it right now. Chip, Chip. Um, the, 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 the kind of guy that lightning's racing after in the first movie. Oh my goodness. This is really frustrating. I apologize. Um, I will find it. It is voiced by Michael Keaton, Chick Hicks. Michael Keaton is not the voice of Chick Hicks in this one. It's Bob Peterson. Um, it's kind of a bummer because you like really do notice that it's a different voice. So it, it won't really bother you that much, but that character's like kind of in the movie. He's essentially just like uh, now he's uh, 
I don't know, a talk show host, I guess I would say. And so he likes giving Lightning a hard time still because, you know, remember in the end of Cars 1, spoiler, he wins the Piston Cup and Lightning does not. Um, right? Lightning doesn't. No. Yeah, because Lightning pushes the other, the Dinoco car across. Yeah. So anyway, this is, this is an interesting movie for me because it is essentially like it's a flip. It's like Lightning McQueen has now come full circle. That's what I love about this movie is it really closes that gap of like he's the young hotshot in the first one. And now he's kind of become the the Doc Hudson character. He has the accident. And it, it's, it's a lot of parallels to that first movie in a really good way. And it also feels a little more, I guess, a little more mature. But like I said, the animation's great. Um... I'm trying to see uh, who did the music. I believe it was Michael. Oh, it was Randy Newman did the music again. That's right. His his name popped up there. So that was really cool. Um, Randy Newman did the music for that one. Um, he did the music for the first one. And it was Michael G. Kino. Uh, however you say his name. That's how I say it. I might be incorrect. I say nothing correctly. Um, did the music for the second one. So it was kind of cool. A nice little throwback that Randy Newman's back. Um I'm trying to think what else I could say. Um, the race scenes in this movie, you got to be careful because I was driving home afterwards and like driving on I-4 is like very similar to a lot of the race scenes in this movie. And I'm not, my car is a red car. I essentially, I'm okay with the fact now, I think I'm going to call my car lightning because I wanted to get the sun visor that's like the eyeballs like the cars, but I was very resistant because I was like, Bleh, cars, I don't like that movie. But now this one, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually okay with it. I think my car should be lightning. Um, I, I had a car before that I called Black Thunder. It was a black Toyota Camry. And then I think this one's uh, my red lightning. So that's kind of cool. But uh, the movie is, um, for those, if you want to know, 109 minutes. So not too long. Pretty easy on the parents there. Um, I I don't really know uh, what else to say about it. Um I just I think it was good. I think it's got a really cool. Um, it's got a good soundtrack. Um, oh my god! Real talk though, the soundtrack for the second movie. Oh, there's a song that plays over the credits that is literally the stupidest song I've ever heard. It's like two people singing to each other, and one's a sp- I'm from Tennessee, and the other one's like I'm a spy from England. I can't do an accent right now. That was garbage, but it was garbage. Like the song was garbage. Um, so rather than, uh, ramble on for much longer, I think I'm just going to give you my rating of the movie. I, because the last one was so terrible and because I'm just bleh about the first one, I think the third one is by far and above the best in the series. Um, I, if like my nephews wanted to watch it when I was home with them, I wouldn't say no. I would say no to the other two. Um, I would give this one probably a fairly solid like 7.88 i give it like 78 percent 80 percent and i honestly i don't really have any reason why it 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 wouldn't be brought like down more oh i know um, i'm sorry i'm all over the place today i apologize but there was another scene that I really enjoyed. They're racing on the beach in one scene, in the sand, like the grain of the sand. There's just there's there's a lot to the animation in this movie. Um, we talked about Pixar Easter eggs. So the A113 really, if you don't spot it in this one, then you're not paying attention. Um, the uh, John Ratzenberger voice, e- easy to spot, obviously Mac. Um, I didn't notice the Pixar ball. I did see the Pizza Planet truck reference. Um, and then... 
I I think I'm assuming there's a reference to Coco in this because I'm I think I saw a reference to it in the movie, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Um, but yeah, and then there's you know some other obviously the Dinoco is in there, a couple other fun Easter eggs to look for. Maybe I don't know if you're a repeat repeat viewer, I would say don't look too much up because I don't want any spoilers for you. But um, yeah. This is th- this with like Finding Dory was great. This gives me hope that Toy Story Four will be good. Um, I've had that feeling, that kind of dread in my stomach that Toy Story Three was going to be like the ultimate Pixar movie, and then everything else. I don't know if it's going to be downhill. Um, not downhill, but you know, Cars Two was so bad that it just felt like Cars was just going to be this throwaway movie. And I actually think there was there's heart and soul in this movie. Um, so I, I think, I don't want to say return to form for Pixar, but this is definitely back to, okay, are we just making the movie to make the movie because somebody wants to make the movie or are we making the movie because we have a a story that is interesting and it's got heart and it's something that is worth telling. I feel like that Pixar brand is in this movie. Um, so I think you'll be happy. Also, um, if you're lucky, you'll get to see the teaser trailer for, uh, Black Panther, and that looks awesome. Uh, Andy Serkis is in it again, which I'm super happy about because I wasn't sure if he was going to be in it again. And I just, the aesthetic of this movie is, pff, I, this, it's, I'm just, I look forward to this. Super excited. Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, and also, I, you're probably going to see the new teaser trailer, or the new trailer they're calling it for Coco. There's really not that much in it that wasn't in the original trailer. It's like one or two shots and the joke at the end. Pfft, I don't know. So don't don't go in looking for that. Oh, um, really quick. There's a there's a short at the beginning of this called Blue. I talked about this forever ago. It's the one about the the things in Lost and Found that form this anthropomorphic creature. Uh, super cute, really cute. Um, it, it's really short though. Um, definitely on the shorter sides of these, of the short, I keep saying the word short. God, drink every time I say short, right? Um, nice little message about bullying, but, uh, really quick, concise, and to the point. Um, but a little nice heartwarming, heartwarming thing. I love those Pixar shorts. Those are always great, aren't they? Uh, well, that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking. Um, I'm gonna want to. Uh, I'll probably have to uh, go and see how they're gonna do the meet and greet with Cruz Ramirez over at Hollywood Studios because I hear they're doing that right now too. Um, but yeah, uh, huge thank you for Disney Parks blog uh, for putting this on. If you are a local or you know, actually, if you're anybody, you should always. Um, stay tuned to that because they do a lot of these like pop-up events like that that are really cool. This is I'm fortunate this is my second one to attend. So it's nice they gave us a little keychain and um and there was some race car driver, French race car driver that was in the movie, but he wasn't in the movie and I don't know who he is and I didn't stop to take a picture, sorry. I don't know. Um but yeah. I don't have too much to say. Um, sorry that I'm the only one in this one. I know the reviews are a little weird and I ramble and kind of jump all over the place. Uh, but I I hope it was bearable for those of you that made it this far. Um, you know, leave some comments about your thoughts and feelings about the Cars franchise as a whole, Radiator Springs, Cars 3, whatever. Um, you know, other movies you're looking forward to that we want to review, leave that in the comments below if you're watching or tweet at us, Diz Pop Show. You can send it to my personal Twitter if you want to. That's R-Y-N-O-1185, Rhino-1185. I'm always up on those. 
Um, I want to hear your thoughts and feelings about this. Where does this sit in the realm of Pixar movies for you? Um, yeah, and let's chat about it. So I, I guess that's that's kind of it. That's, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, so until next time, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Dispop. <laughs>